Hey, it's Laura. If you're listening to this, you're not hearing the complete unedited version of this conversation. If you want in on that, you can get it by becoming a TMST Plus member. Just head over to our website at tmstpod.com and click support. All right, enjoy the show. Hey friends, it's Laura. I have someone I've been dying for you to meet. She's an author, a satirist, and one of the sharpest observers of the curated lives we're living. Jill Louise Busby. There are so many announcements here. You know what I mean? There's so many announcements and you got to keep up. When people start talking about how they're finally tired of playing it small and they realize that sometimes things, they have to go left so that they can eventually go right. They're about to make an announcement. And I'm like, absolutely. Say it with your chest, but speak it from your heart. But because this is social media, I also know that it's launching time. They're about to launch something brand new, something new and branded. And I have to tell you, whatever it is you're about to launch, I'm about to rock it. You know what I mean? I'm with it. Whatever you want to sell me at the end of this caption, I'm going to buy three or three months of it. Okay, you did the work of making your life make sense, and now you need that sense to make dollars too. Sell the sense. That makes sense. Why not? It's time. It's just that um, speaking of time, I do have to. I do have to get paid first. That's all. Um, you're not the only person that made an announcement today, and I, I want to be a blessing. I just gotta. Um, I gotta put the blessings in the budget. So let me just get creative. You're getting creative. Everybody's getting creative. I got to get creative with the support. That's all, you know, and I might make an announcement too. If everybody else is doing it, if that's what we're doing, we can all get blessed. I'm just saying the first, I got to get paid. That's Jill Louise Busby in just one of many Instagram videos she's created over the last few years. Jill is your classic, hard to pin down, multi-hyphenate. She's an author, a social commentator, a humorist, and most importantly, an incredibly special human. She first achieved what she calls a moment of micro-fame through a series of videos on her Jill is Black Instagram account. At first, her videos shined a light on how performative our lives had become. But then she realized that she was just as implicated in everything she'd been commenting on. A very brave and unflinching book followed. Unfollow Me, Essays in Complicity came out last fall, and I gotta tell you, it is a hell of a read and a listen. She's funny and kind of dark and very, very perceptive. All of this is what makes Jill more than a social media phenomenon. She's a true artist, and I am so excited to have her on TMST. Let's go. I want to know, like, introduce, because people may not be familiar, who's Jill is Black, and tell us about your experience of microfame? Oh, that's a big question. Jill is Black is um, 
really a, a name that I came to be known for a few years ago because it is um, the name that I had on social media during a time when I had a video about race and power, perhaps hierarchy, uh, go viral. And so after that happens, of course, that is my name because once you hit the internet with anything, that's it. So that's the are. vehicle becomes Jill is Black. And now it feels like a time period. It feels like a reaction. It mm -hmm. feels like uh, a consequence of living outside of my honesty. I understand it, but I am not there. And so now it just really symbolizes a time when I felt a very specific way and thought a very specific thing. And is really made up of all the limitations of thinking you know everything. So it's a great thing. She's also, wow. she's funny a little bit too. You know, I like to make a few jokes. So she's a little bit funny, but she's also just a tired person. There's a lot in there. So she's a reaction. A reaction to? So during this time, um, I'm working at a nonprofit organization. I've been hired to do uh, what we now call DEI or diversity um, and inclusion work. And um, I am frustrated. I'm frustrated by the reality of what I have been called to do and the part that feels like it can't really happen where it is, right? So we know we know that there's some things that are impossible, there's some things that are possible, and we're not about to change them because it would change too much structurally. Yeah. And so I'm there to kind of be the figurehead of an attempt that is not really mm -hmm. happening. And, and so, this is 2016. 2016. Right. Yeah. And so in that frustration, because sure, I can do that. It makes my job a little bit easier. <laughs> I can't accomplish anything there and harder at the same time. But I'm frustrated. And so I'm going out every day to my car and I'm taking my lunch there and I start making these videos that are very much all the things that I could say if I could say them you know, just really getting down to the root of like, nope, this is just the experience. I don't want to dress it up. I don't want to put rhetoric around it. I don't want a training. This is just it. And if we're not going to say it, even if it's not true and it's how I feel and I don't yeah. say it, what are we doing? So Jill is Black really starts doing these one minute monologues. It begins with dear white people. It eventually gets to dear black people. It eventually gets to dear myself until I'm all out of places to to go looking for accountability um, other than me, not yeah. in public. And as someone who has had public persona for a few years now, you said things I didn't even know how to articulate. I didn't know how to say what you said. But one of the things that stood that stood out to me that I keep thinking about is you said, um, I'm changing, but she's not allowed to. Mm -hmm. So talk about what you meant. Yeah. Well, I was probably going to change anyway, but playing a caricature of myself <laughs> certainly made it hard to ignore what, what I was and what was happening and what was making this character. And so life is going on and I'm starting to wonder why I'm so unhappy. Mm -hmm. I'm starting to wonder if this is, you know, if I only want to be talking to people, lecturing 
you know, lecturing them on something that I really can't know for sure. If I really want to just be angry, if I really want to chase things that upset me and then mm. <laughs> act as though I am surprised that they're there. And so I am getting as Jill more and more unhappy, but Jill is black can't change. She yeah. is there to perform a certain task. You know, she's there to articulate something so that people can go back inside to their jobs also. And so the very same thing I was doing for myself, I would meet people in real life and they were like, oh, I watch your videos, you know, in the restroom at work so that I can go back to my job. And so there was also the feeling that even though this isn't how I would do it now as myself, just by understanding that feeling, I feel indebted to you to keep doing this because I connect with that experience then I'm trying to keep everyone happy because also there's the part where I'm like, I like that you like this. I like that you're watching this and not just in ego driven ways, but like if I believe myself that I also feel like I'm on a noble pursuit and I'm like, okay, we're all in this together. And I can't admit that I don't want to lose you. Yeah. You know, well, that's so, what you admit that most people won't admit. Right. I don't want to. Yeah. And all these things are true at the same time. Did you try to change Jill? And like you, I'm just going to imagine that you did and you were very hyper attuned to what the reaction was or wasn't when you did that. I did. I, again, so if it starts out, I'm, I'm going to talk to white people specifically. And really it's, it's white liberals, right? Because no, other people aren't listening to me. So who's going to show up and listen? Okay. Yeah. And if you're making this attempt, I'm like, if you're making this attempt, do you really want to hear this feedback or not? Because this is the feedback. And then I was like, what are you doing? Like, what are you saying? What is this? You know, I start kind of losing an argument against myself because I'm also always my own follower. And I'm like, by now, I would want you to have a solution. By now, I would want you to say something different. By now, because I also... I'm engaging with my own content. And then I'm like, but what about you? What are you doing? How are you participating mm. in this, you know, all this illusion you talk about, but you're in it and you're playing a game. And even to show up here, you're doing the very thing that you talk about. So how are we going to get closer to the source? Here comes dear black people, black people, mm. are you participating in systems that blah, blah, blah? Of course. And then it's like, but still you, because you're more than just that. You're also that part where you're just you, what are you doing, Jill? And so again, as it changes, I'm talking sort of the same way, but I think people began to notice that we were no longer just talking identity. There was something else that was more about me and social media and micro fame and something else. So it did change, but this yeah. book became an important part of saying, but I can't change it without owning what has happened. So I had, I felt like I had to do that part in public, tell the whole story and not just change and benefit from every single different version of it, but to tell the whole thing felt like the important part that, you know, to express the change of it. What was the unhappiness like? How did that show up for you? I was disempowered because everything was everyone's fault, right? Uh -huh. So... Yeah, isn't that funny? Uh-huh. So I felt like I couldn't fix my own life. I couldn't do anything. I was out of control. And so what I could do was articulate how to blame another person. Mm. 
And I was on social media one night um, and someone posted some passage from a book um, by someone named Stuart Wilde. And, you know, he's this kind of spiritual guy, older white guy. So I get the book, I download it to Kindle, I'm reading the book and I'm like, oh, you know, it's that undeniable moment of this is for you. Yeah. whether you want it to be for you or not. In fact, you're a little bit embarrassed that it's for you. Let's let's talk about why you're embarrassed. How could this person tell you anything based on mm -hmm. what you're saying in public? How could he know anything about you? And so I was in a conundrum because I needed everything that he said and he wasn't supposed to be speaking to me, according to me. So... What did it, he have to say? Share what he had what to say. What did he have to say? So Stewart says, hey, it's you. <laughs> It's you. It's it's your ego. It's all these things that you're writing and doing. You're doing them for you. And, you know, you also feel like your life is more valuable and important than someone else. That's why you feel like you have to do everything for them. And then, you know, so I'm starting to, to really um, get into my ego work around why am I Jill is Black? What, are, what benefits am I getting from this thing? It's not just hurting me. Again, I can talk about systemic participation, but sure. When I'm alone by myself, what are the benefits? What am I filling up here? What is the need? And so yeah. once I got to evaluate that, I still had an interest in doing that in public. It just had to be wildly different. Say what you mean by that. I wanted to practice being honest in public. Mm -hmm. That's kind of the gimmick, right? So it was always, I'm going to be a little more honest than you which is also a type of performance right so can be, then I always yeah. it can be so then I'm always trying to be like but then I'm going to tell you that I'm performing the honest you know it's this mind trick down to nothing but I think I don't mind this vulnerability in public of saying that I was wrong and that I've changed but I also feel very supported in my home life or in my family or other places so I feel like I feel rooted somewhere so it's a little easier to go out into the world and admit to some of this. Hi, I'm Michael. I'm the executive producer of Tell Me Something True, and I co-created the show with Laura. We built TMST and our online community with the hope of creating a sane spot on the internet. We're really passionate about the ad-free nature of this work. Our belief is that this project will work best if we're not hustling to keep advertisers happy. And we keep our attention on you, the TMST community. And this is where you can play a major role. TMST Plus is the membership group that helps to keep this podcast going. Whether it's through a monthly membership or a one-time contribution, TMST Plus members are vital to this experiment. As a TMST Plus member, you get to join Laura for member-only events, send in questions for the guests, hear the complete unedited interviews, and connect with other TMST community members. You know, sometimes we feel like we can't make a difference in the world. With a TMST Plus membership, you can be keeping this space alive and thriving for a one-time gift or for as little as 10 bucks a month. You can find the link in the show description, and then please head over to tmstpod.com right now to support the show. And thanks.
one of the things that I think I, I think I liked most about your book, although it was it was hard. It's challenging because you really yeah. do talk about complicity and ask. You don't offer a lot of answers on purpose. It, all, most of your book is questions and your sort of mm -hmm. continual evolution of questions that you have for yourself. And I really appreciate it. You dare for people to kind of interrogate their willingness to look at their participation and in sort of all of this, where do you fall on that now in this idea of complicity and that we're all kind of watching and being watched? Do you feel like there is an upside and a positive to the way that we live this way now? I have no idea. So let me start by saying I really don't know. Um, and that feels really good to say that I'm in a, a phase with social media where I don't know. Totally. I am back on social media more often and it feels okay. But I'm very clear about what my intention is. I think this stuff is kind of funny. It has some real consequence to it, but there's a version where we're just showing up and be like, hey, I'm just here to be authentic. Um, here, here's my authentic <laughs> caption. Please buy this. I have bottled my authenticity and now I'm selling it. And the funny part is like, yo, we're in capitalism. This is what you're doing now. You got to do it. You got to do it. But we got to say it. We have to say that we're doing it. And so I think it's our refusal to just kind of call things what they are as if we are to blame. So it's silly to just say, I'm trying not to be on here. Let's move on. That was so like four years ago. <laughs> now, now you're here. What are we going to do? Um, yeah. So. So we'll see. We'll see. I really don't have a clear answer, but I, I think the starting point is to say, what are we doing? Hey, I keep telling myself, I'm like, Jill, you better get on that social media. You better post something. You, you better do it. Because it's like, what am I even doing if I'm not working on my social capital via my social media? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, okay, like, why be content when you can create content? Why go live when you can go live? No, there's no reason for me not to be on here. And now that we've like replaced nature with Netflix and selves with symbols and friends with followers and presence with presentation, all the more reason. We get to live in a world of our own design as an interpretation of ourselves. That's fun to do. It's a world where we get to be alone while feeling less alone. A world where we're like finally just left to our own devices. Or, okay, so like our own device. Same thing. So you said the intention now, you're clear about your intention. Your intention now is what? Today. My intention today is to make fun of us in a loving way. That's what my intention today is so that it is not taken so seriously that we can't joke about where we are. I feel like people need some humor right now. And I think we want it to be very specific. I think we want it to be a little more relevant to what's happening right now. Let's joke about this social media that we're on all day. Let's talk about what it means when someone launches their new brand, you know, and then you go on to someone else's post where they've launched their new brand. You got to figure out how to support both of them. These are the kinds of videos I want to be making because I think right now, I don't want to contribute to any more stress. 
I don't mm-hmm. want to be the person who's trying to remind you that everything is on fire. You know it's on fire. But that obviously can't be the point. If we can't, if we can't stop that, then that's clearly not the point. What do what we, how do we regroup when everything is on fire? And I think the only way I know is humor. So I'm going to use that. Humor is serious business, though. It's serious like, business. It really is in in like the best way. I mean, I've always had this obsession with stand-up comedy. I mean, I'm mm-hmm. the least actually funny person. I I, I don't, I don't write it. funny. I'm just not funny. But but that's funny. <laughs> oh, thank you! Yay! Yeah, so, there. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> Uh, yeah okay so but I'm like the the act uh, the the art of comedy especially stand-up comedy it's fucking fascinating to me because I think Mm -hmm. it's got to be one of the hardest things that there is to do from an artist standpoint comedy is the thing that can break up the tension at the edges that we can't we just can't break it up otherwise yeah it is tough. It is well. It's a practice, right? Because it's not. It's not casual. I've been practicing comedy my whole life, even outside of stand-up. If you have to be the funny kid in your class, you've been at work for many years. Yeah. You know, yeah. and I wasn't doing my work, so I could spend that time trying to be funny. And so this is years by now. You know, people show up to the internet and we're like, "Oh, you just came up with that." I was in drama classes. I was doing that. Like, you know, it, it took it it took some time. So I'm not just showing up and like, now I'll try funny. It's a vulnerability, right? So it's like if you're gonna take the risk of making a joke in your middle school class, it begins right there. Mm. Comedy begins right there, right? So and then I, you're a little bit less scared if you get to be funny about the truth anyway, right? And you've been practicing that for a while, being that yeah. kind of vulnerable. So it makes sense to me that like you get these fucked up funny people who don't mind saying, this is how I am showing up to my life. I don't mind telling you, I'll do anything for this joke because this joke is how I connect with you. And if I'm going to connect with you, I have to get specific. It has to be something you really know about. Yeah. Right. If I'm going to call you out and my kind of humor is also like, come on, you know, you're doing this. Then I really have to get specific because it has to be something, you know, you're doing or else the joke falls apart. Um, And you also have to know that I'm doing it or else the joke falls apart because you, we got to connect. We're in this together. And that's kind of what I'm trying to do right now. And I appreciate you saying comedy is serious business because it is like, I, you know, you really got to work on being like, I don't want to make fun of people. I want to connect with people, but I want to say what we're up to. How do I do that? Well, yeah, so you, you, I'm trying. you got to make fun of humanity, but right. not people and exactly. not be a dick. Not be a dick. But also you have to kind of be a dick, but in like the a right little, way. Yeah. <laughs> it was like a little bit of a dick, but like, yes, you, yes, you do. Yeah. All the things. Hey, so, like, for the record, I never want to hear about your new girlfriend, but you knew that already, right? Because just because I'm sitting here being like, oh, my God, like, yeah, tell me your story about your new girlfriend. I'm fine. Are you serious? I'm fine. Like, I'm fine. I don't mean that. And you know that I'm lying. Because that would take somebody who was mature and, like, well-adjusted, and I was neither of those things when we were together. So I wouldn't start now. 
why would I start now? So you might as well just tell your story. You should be like, oh, hey, I want to tell you the story about this person who I actually like couldn't have dated without dating you first because I had to learn and grow and deal with the dysfunction of you to get to this person. So they're not even just like a worthy replacement. They're actually better than you and more consistent and healthier. And I am too, as a result of dating you and now dating them. Like, why don't you just start your story with that? Because, like, I want you to be happy, but, like, I wanted you to get, like, a new job or, like, a new dog or something. Like, I'm your friend, but, like... We talk about being authentic and truth-tellers and, yeah, like, real, being real. Um, But I think people actually like the idea of that a lot more than they like that. Yeah. Like the idea that people like the, or the fact that people like the idea of ambitious, strong women, in my experience, more than they like it in real life. What do you think about that? I don't know that I'm completely clear on that. I think I have started the work specifically around what Jill is Black represented and what that specific feedback loop did to my identity, to the ways that I feel empowered, to how I want to be in connection with people. So I feel good about that. But I I have just started on the others and I don't quite know as a woman, just going off of what you said, ambition is hard for me because I don't know where to put that in my life anyway with my art versus what I feel about capital like I I don't know where to put any of this and feel okay in the last year I think I have tried to figure out ambition Mm. just as me and yes all of the identities but just as me how do I make things I want that I want to make and participate and then critique all of the places where my art could go and I'm like well then why are you critique like I I have no idea um but I am trying so what I can admit is like I do ask myself these questions as if social media is a real place you know and when I watch people still pretend that it's somewhere that we go that's casual or you're on it or you're off it that's when I'm like I don't know you might want to take it a little more seriously I think that too is four years ago because if you're spending all this time here you might want to be thinking about more than I'm going to take a break from social media. Yeah. You know, just, we yeah. might want to evolve that because you're, you're just very present for it. So I, I'm always thinking about social media as if it's a place that I go for a lot to meet a lot of needs. And I take it that seriously, but I don't have answers. No, I, I, the questions are good. They're okay. They're the questions are good. I mean, four years mm-hmm. ago, you know, were kind of joking about like, or at least it seems like, haha, that was so long ago. But it was really fucking t- like, it was a. I got onto Instagram in 2014. It was mm-hmm. still just pictures, and there were right. no businesses, there were no ads, there were no, there was nothing like that. Exactly. And as someone who, I mean, I switched careers. I can mm-hmm. trace it largely mm-hmm. back to having an online presence. I mean, truly. Have you done acting or or voiceover or reading or like, what have you done? Because you definitely have a a really, you're really talented at it. Like uniquely talented. Yeah. 
I'm just a drama kid. <laughs> you know? Like, yeah. I'm just a fucking drama kid. And <laughs> now right. with, yeah. you know, it, I always talk about how I've been on the internet a long time trying to win. <laughs> I've been on that. I have. And that too is a part of this story. I was on message boards trying to oh be like gosh. the funny person on the message board. I was on other social media sites before they were what they are now trying to do those. The internet has always been an interesting place for me. And I've always been like in love with the strategy of it. Me too. That is just true. Me too. I love the strategy. So I have a true interest in like, oh, what does it take? to ascend in this weird beast. That is a gen, I can't run from that. That is a part of it. When Jill's black went viral, I was also like, ha okay. Because, you know, because it was like, I understood that it was a game already yeah. and that we yeah. were playing at something. I didn't know it would be like this, but I was like, oh, then if you're gonna be here, you're not gonna be yourself, you're gonna strategize. But I had come to life to perform, right? I was a performative person and I think we still see social media rewarding people for skills that we would have known they had to have or work on before, right? So we're like, oh, how did this person make it on social media? And you go through their life and they were acting at this point to do it. So this idea that we're selling the idea that this is just an equal playing field. Yeah, you can definitely go viral on an equal playing field. Absolutely. And some of this, some of these influencers have been working for a long time and now we pretend that it's just like, uh-oh, I just came ready to a do fluke. a monologue. <laughs> I did yeah. not come ready to do a monologue. And if I tell that lie to you, I'm not doing anybody any favors. I was in lessons. We yeah. may think the same thing. I took a class to look at a camera, right? So mm. does it make it any different other than this isn't casual? Don't let no. these people lie to you. Some of this is just not an accident. It's like, I have been trained to do this and now I'm on TikTok. Well, yeah. Yeah, I love that. We don't talk about that at all. Like admit that we want it. Just like, let's mm -hmm. just admit that we want it. I love it. I love it. I, when I'm back right now, I'm excited because I'm back and I don't feel like I'm doing anything that's not agreeing with me today, <laughs> to right oh, now, today. Right. Yeah. So because of that, I have in the last few weeks since I've started this, given myself the gift to admit that I love it and mm -hmm. that I love trying new things on it again. I have to say that if I pretend that I'm like, I, for years I showed up like I was annoyed by it. I know, right? Okay, That's sure you post, are. The postmodernist thing. It's like, this is all fucking stupid anyway. Why are you here, Jill? You know, so I started doing a lot of videos eventually being like, then why are you here? And I'm asking myself, if you won't ask me, I'll ask myself, how am I here to critique something and I'm here to critique it? You know, it's just, it's a rabbit hole. So these days I would prefer to just say, yeah, I love this kind of strategy. People love strategy for anything. And mm -hmm. um, now because I do, I'm trying to use that to do something more yeah. than just win. What are your ambitions or dreams or like, what do you, what would you want for your, for yourself. I really love my web series with my mother. 
Oh, I'm so glad you brought that up. It takes a lot of pressure off of me because my mother is such a star and I just get to direct her and then I get to just focus in on this is kind of hers. I'm just here to make this happen, right? So I think I like to edit. I like to direct. I like to strategize. I like that part. And I got to learn from that that I didn't necessarily need to be in front of the camera. Mm -hmm. I liked the other part more. Mm -hmm. Um, And so... I have fun. My mom's like my best friend and we spend so much time talking. I mean, we just spend hours a day talking about where we are and what we think. And I I grew up with that conversation. Wow. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. By the time I was a teenager, we were doing something we call coffee time where we would start with coffee and before you know it, the day is over. And we've just talked about all of these things. So getting to do that with her in a performative way, and my mother is also really funny, has just been fun. And I have fun when I do that. And I can admit that I'm having fun, which can sometimes be hard for me. <laughs> I don't so know funny. why. It, it's sarcasm, right? So it's like oh. I've chosen the vehicle of sarcasm. And so fun is a little hard for me to be like, I'm having a great time. She's like, I'm having a great time. This is yeah, great. I am. So, yeah. Well, yeah, the joy is the most actually vulnerable emotion. Yes, it's- Absolutely. We know that, right? It's like, if I actually show you that I like this, oh. I lose. If I like it, I lose, right? In that mm-hmm. kind of thinking. So I'm trying to get out of that. I have a good time. And I don't think about my ambition and my whatever. I just like it and I have fun and I'm willing to do it if no one watches it. It's that kind of thing. So I would love to keep doing that just for fun. Other than that, I have no idea. The last thing I was going to ask you as your manager, if it was okay to send an email saying you're fired, you know, like a, you know, apprentice kind wow. of thing. Like, so I don't know, because if he's going to disrespect this project like that, I think we're going to move on. Let's, so let's, let's put that in the parking lot. Firing might, John. Okay. Because he's made me. Firing John. So we won't forget that you said put firing He made me a John. lot of promises and we just. But not a lot of profit has he made you. No progress. That's that's very true. So I don't know. I didn't even know what his last name was. I just put Doe. So, but he's made you none of that. Um, then the next thing again, we've gone over the calendar, and so I guess I don't even need to keep. Can you? I'm glad you brought that up. I'm glad I did too. Yeah. Um, you keep sending me. I get like a lot of calendared yeah. Yeah. things because from you. It, it, because we want some new business. So yeah, I got a, I got a few things in that you were supposed to follow up. It's very hard for me to respond to that emotionally. You know, it feels jarring to get those calendar invites like that. You know, like I feel like 14 or 15 calendar invites per day, you know, and especially the, the specificity, you know, okay. of them. It's, okay. it's hard okay. for me. Okay. Um, how do you think Kelly Clarkson got where she is? You think that she just sat Clarkson. there and said, Clarkson, sorry. She's, she's up and coming. So I don't remember she's her name, not. but do you think she said, Oh, well, Oh, American Idol is reaching out. Oh, they sent me a few emails. I tell you what I'll do is I'll just say, no, maybe I'll call John and see how he would handle it. Do you think that's what Kelly Clarkson? Did? I, d- I don't understand that. Okay. Well, she answered them. So I, I mean, I send you 15 because you didn't answer the first 14. And then I also texted you. And is it like, let me ask you a question. 
Do you say text? Text. Or texted? I text you. I, I, don't, I, don't, think, I don't think you say text you. I don't like that. I, I'm going to say texted. Oh, I don't know. I, don't I sent know. you te- I tell you what I'm going to do, though. What do you say? I sent you texts. But do you really say? You I feel like I, 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 te- I think I say I texted. But I, I don't know that I like that about myself. Oh, you have other things to dislike yourself for. Don't make, I mean, you don't, but I'm like, don't let that be. You don't. I'm saying like, don't let that get you caught up though. Your mom though, like I'm fascinated by this relationship. So you sit and talk to your mom for hours and hours and hours anyway. I do. That's awesome. I do. But you know, when people people's moms. I've learned over time that this is a complex conversation to have about a lot of dynamics where people are like, oh, that relationship with your mother, what's going on? Like that just, it just happened. You know, like I don't have a big, well, I'm not explaining to you, but I don't have a big circle in my life. I have like Ah. a small family yeah. and you know, I'm, I meet people all the time. I'm like, yeah, but you have like friends that like show up and do, I don't have that, but I definitely do talk to my mother for a long time. And that's like my best friend. She had me at 21. It feels like Ah. in some ways we grew up together and my mother was very open with me. So it was always like, all right, I'm trying to figure this shit out. I have no idea. Yeah. And I was like, cool, I don't either, because I'm seven. So we just, <laughs> and you're telling me I'll know. Okay, cool. You know, and she just was a courageous person. My mom was like, nope, this job isn't going to, nope, we're not doing this, nope. So I was, I got used to a lot of change. She explained why things were changed. Like, I just mm-hmm. got to know a lot, and so we got to know each other well. And, you know. When you're on the run with somebody all the time from life circumstances, you could also, these aren't easy times either. Um, So, yeah, we are here now. We love to talk. Uh, We love to perform together. We will put on a whole show if you're around us, but it's it's good. You said, I want to perform less and attach myself to less and stop mistaking bigger questions for final answers. I want to stop acting surprised when I find myself exactly where I last saw myself. Explain, talk about it. Yeah. Especially that last line. Patterns. <laughs> you know, patterns. <laughs> yeah. And so I think that so often we're afraid to really get to know ourselves because we are worried a little bit about who we might be. And I think when I end up finding myself in that circle right back to the same place, but it's in a, it's a whole different way. So I think, Jill, did you change anything? Did, did, did you really work on this? Are you really surprised that you are here? And I think I had to take a lot of blame out of ending up where I end up because I didn't know how to function from a place of blame. Like, how did we get here? So now when I find myself in these patterns back to zero, I'm like, oh, this is so fun. Okay. All right. Interesting. It's Groundhog's Day, right? I'm going to approach this a little bit different today. I want to see the benefits. If I'm going to go around again, I want to I have some fun on this day. So I think... I think it's that. I don't think I mean anything too complicated other than we blame ourselves for a lot of this. And I think we would do more work on ourselves if there was a lot less blame. Some of this, like, look around you. 
no one knows what the fuck they're doing. No. 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 Like, it's a mess. So why so much of the blame? It wasn't working for me. I don't think it's going to work for other people. And in a, if the game plan for me is to try to get more honest in public as an invitation, then that's work that I always have to be doing. And I have to really be doing it. I don't want to tell people that I'm doing it, selling another book and I'm not doing it. I, I yeah. couldn't sleep at night with that. So, you know, it just feels like my work. All right. Thank you so much for being with us today. If you want more TMST, head on over to tmstpod.com and become a member. Members get access to the full uncut versions of these conversations, previews of upcoming guests, invites to join me for members-only events, and access to our members-only community where I hang out a lot. We decided from the beginning to make this an independent project. We don't have sponsors and we don't run ads. This means that we can make the show all about you and not what our sponsors or advertisers want. But it also means we're 100% reliant on your support. So my request and my invitation is simple. Support the show by becoming a member or you can simply make a one-time donation of as little as $5. I cannot stress this enough. You can make a huge difference for as little as $5. Please head over to tmstpod.com right now. Tell Me Something True is engineered and mixed by Paul Chufo. Michael Elsesser and I dreamed up this show, and we're looking forward to joining you online and next time on Tell Me Something True.